I want to just show, share real quickly. I was throwing this to me. It says, hold the towel. Yeah. Hold on to the... You know the story that uh, the message really encouraged me. You know, when, when a guy has a boxer in the ring, the manager, he's running around the ring watching his boxer. And he knows his boxer. And uh, if he thinks his boxer is taking too much, he will throw in the towel. And that's it. He, the manager can't then look and get a closer look and go back to the referee and say, oh, you know what, I was wrong. Let's keep, keep going with the fight. You know, the fight's over at that point in time. I want to encourage you. This is what I was encouraged with this, more, this week. Hold the towel. Don't throw it in. Amen? Amen. Amen. Anyways, that was, I just, just thought I needed to make my bag a little lighter. You're eating it in church? What? <laughs> That's okay. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> uh, you know what? I love that song. God of creation, beyond our galaxy. Heavens are your tabernacle. You know when that was, the heavens are your tabernacle was written? Old Testament. Now, they still are his tabernacle, but you know when Jesus came? He, uh, he told, I think it was Nathaniel who he met, and Philip and Nathaniel, I forget. He said, you know, the, you're going to see the heavens open and the angels coming and going upon me. Now, that was a fulfillment of Jacob's ladder. Jesus was baptized, and what happened? The heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit came and tabernacled in Jesus. The first one that he tabernacled with, and that's our model. In the Old Testament, we see the Spirit would come and, and would visit, would stir, would move upon, but never dwelt never dwelt, never tabernacled. Jesus came and the Holy Spirit tabernacled. And when Jesus left, who did he send? He said, and who does the, now God of wonders tabernacles with? With each one of us. Amen. So when you sing that song, yes, your tabernacle, the heavens are your tabernacle, but I go, and I'm your tabernacle. <laughs> we, got, we got God living in us. Tab tabernacle, living. I mean, that's God's desire from the beginning of time. I was, I was just, as I was preparing this, this message about pursuit, pursuit. I just started, I, you know, I just sit and think, and I thought of the scripture verse, all have sinned, and what? Come short of the glory. What happened when there was no sin? Remember 
no, I, you can't remember that point in time, but from reading your Bible, do you remember when that hat was? <laughs> but back in the Garden of Eden, there was no sin. So guess what existed in the garden? God's glory. It says Adam and Eve were naked and were not ashamed. And, and I've heard sermons preached about, you know, because the glory of God covered them. There was no shame. There was no sin. There was no guilt. There. So at that point in time, the glory of God existed, and he would come and he would fellowship with man in the cool of the day, and there was this unbroken fellowship that existed. Do you know that's how God designed it? That was his design. There was no accident. I mean, you read the story of creation and however you want to interpret it, whatever theory you follow, it was still God's design. It's the way he created it. So his created purpose was to dwell and commune with man, with you and I. And that desire has never changed. Revelations 4.11. Cora, I don't know if you, we can throw those up as, as, I'm, as I think. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive all glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and by your will, by your choice by your design that's why they exist the king james version that says and for thy pleasure and for your delight for your enjoyment they were created and that included you and i I say that. I was created for God's pleasure. Mm. Wow. And that's God's desire from the very beginning. Now we know that fellowship was broken. And he would come and visit various men as we, we see the Old Testament unfold. And you see Noah, please God, Enoch, come to Abraham. And then Abraham came God said, I'm going, to, I'm going to create a nation that I can dwell in. And I don't know if you remember David Jonas. What a powerful message. God was so desirous to be among people, he put himself in a box. <laughs> we preach sermon. Get God out of the box. We put God in a box. God at that point in time, put himself in a box because he so desired to be among a people. Wow. Before they built the box, God came down on the mountain and wanted the people to come and fellowship with him. And you know what the people said? They got scared. They saw the thunder, the lightning, the, the fire. They got scared and said, Moses, no, no, no. We, you go meet with God. And you come back and you tell us what he's... 
God so wanted fellowship with people. So wanted fellowship. And then as Deuteronomy, as you read through Deuteronomy, you kind of see clues. God says, because you're my treasure. Listen Listen to this passage. Deuteronomy 7. You are a holy people to the Lord your God. And the Lord God has chosen you. What? To host his presence. He wanted his presence so badly among the creation. He put himself in a box, but he said, you're my chosen people to host my presence. Because you are a people for his own possession out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. You are his possession. Hmm. Sorry, Cora, that was Deuteronomy 7, verse 6. Listen to, this is what the message, not the message translation, the message paraphrase says. (laughs) Do this, what? Deuteronomy 7 and the first few verses were talking about how the people would observe and serve and worship. And you will do this because you are a people set apart as holy to the Lord. Your God. Yes, God, your God, chose you out of all the people, what? For himself as a treasure, a cherished personal treasure. You are a treasured person to God. You created for his pleasure. For what? To, To host him. To have him dwelling in you. When we talk about pursuit, and next week I get the privilege of preaching again and talking about God being our treasure. But you know what? You were the original treasure. You were the original treasure that, that you're the a possession of God. And he treasures you. And we're going to go into what Jesus left behind in glory to pursue you. God so desired to have fellowship with the one creature that he made that was in his image. He so desired it that he literally says he folded up his divine garment, Jesus, and laid it aside. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> imagine what, he, what, what, what Jesus gave up. You, the treasure. You, the treasure of God. You're the treasure of God. He gave. We're going to go into Philippians, but just imagine his desire, and you can see it throughout 
The Old Testament, as it unfolds, God's passion just seems to build. We have David literally breaking all the rules. <laughs> but God literally feasting on it. David built a, t a tabernacle and put the box. And the only people that up to that point in time that could stand before the box was one priest once a year. David took that box and put it in his own tent and he had worshipers around the box. 24 hours, 24-7. And David would go and visit the box because he loved the presence so much. And God seemingly loved it. He put aside his own rules. <laughs> I don't, don't fully understand everything I read, but David visited the box <laughs> daily and loved it, and God loved it. And you get, you just read the Psalms. Wow. Why, be, why, why did God seem to put this, the rules aside for David? Well, because David wanted that, wanted, was passionate for God, for a relationship. And so was God. <laughs> so. Wow. You are the treasure. In, 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 uh, in Matthew 13, Korah, we get, two, there's two parables. Uh, Matthew 13, verse 44. We're going to read the two parables. And Different people have different interpretations, and I'm going to give you my spin because as you study it, you can get confused, and I'm just going to read it the way it's read. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid, and for the joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Next verse. Next parable. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So, as a kid, I've heard a couple different sermons on it. And this is us finding the gospel and forsaking all and going after the gospel. But I, I want to put a different spin on it. Let's go back to 44. And again, here, here I agree. The kingdom of God is the treasure that man sells everything for to want the kingdom. But let's go to 45 now. The kingdom of heaven is what? Is the merchant. Is a person. the Son of God. The, in this parable, the kingdom of heaven is not the product that we go after. In this parable, the kingdom of heaven is someone, and we're not the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven comes and dwells within us. We're not the kingdom. So who is the kingdom? In my mind, it's God. And what is he looking for? He's looking for his treasure. 
God is looking for his treasure. God is searching for us, and he finds, he finds the treasure. And what does he do? 46, Cora. When he found that treasure, he went sold all that he had. That's God's passion for you. That's God's passion to have somewhere to tabernacle besides the, the, the space and planets and galaxies. He wanted that person that was stamped with his image to dwell in, that he calls his treasure, his cherished possession. He was looking for the pearl, and when he found it, he laid aside, he laid aside everything, literally. He, He died, he laid aside everything, died. His faith, <laughs> we, we, there's the various scripture verses. He, he had faith in the Father <laughs> to come and resurrect him. <laughs> it, it's, there's several scripture verses that talk about the faith of Jesus. And he, he obediently went to the cross. I, I, wanna, I want you to look. Here, I want to parallel. Okay. God's desire and pursuit of you. I'll say Jesus' pursuit, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are, are all involved. But think about Jesus. And who's our model? Jesus, our model. So next week, we're going we're gonna to look at the other side of the coin. But this week, we're looking at our model. We're looking at the model of what we're to do. But Jesus, Philippians 2. Verse, let's start verse 5 because this, here's our model. Philippians 2 verse 5. I'm going to read and hopefully it shows up. Have this attitude in you which was in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, verse 5. Who, although he existed in the form of, listen, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard, uh, considered, is this N-A, that's King James, okay. You're just going to have to see where the words are. Did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. Now, as I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and forth between Philippians two. I, I write these down and just read them. Go Philippians. Write this down. Philippians two five to eleven. This is your assignment for this week. Philippians two five to eleven. Write that down. Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 18. And I don't know, Cora, if you can go back and forth as I'm, 
I'm reading this. I don't know what it, but this, this is amazing. Read these two passages side by side. Print them out on a piece of paper. Um, how many of you would want, don't have a printer? Maybe I'll photocopy this. I'll photocopy this in a few minutes. How many of you would want a copy? I can, I can print, photocopy this. So about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So let's do about 30 copies, um, whoever I send. And we'll just photocopy, write my notes there. And actually, my notes are mostly all scripture verses. But listen to this. Philippians 2, 5. Have this attitude in yourself, which was in Christ, okay? Who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. Now listen to Isaiah 14, 12. How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn. Talking about Lucifer. You have been cut down to the earth, you who have weakened the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. This is what Lucifer, this is classically called the five I wills of Lucifer and why he lost his position as the sun of the morning, the star of the morning, the sun of the dawn. He, he was the one. He built in pipes of worship in him. And this, this is classically called that Isaiah 14, 12 to 15. The five I wills. I, listen to him, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. Listen to Jesus. Although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. Wow. What an amazing God. But rather he emptied himself. Emptied himself. If you look up the words for emptied himself, um, go to um, verse 7 so I can see what it, the King James. He emptied himself. Oh, okay, you switched over. Okay. Literally, it means his divine div divinity he literally unbuttoned it, took off this cloak of divinity, and laid it aside. Wow. <laughs> what, what I hope to birth in, in you is this, is this, not just a picture, but something in your spirit that says, oh, Jesus, you did that for me. You did that for me. You pursued me. I want to pursue you. That's what I hope. As I read this, that you're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Because listen, he emptied him. Okay, the father did not strip him. Lucifer did not strip him. He was not forced to lay down his life. It says he emptied himself. And he even says it while he's on earth. He says, you can't take your life from my life from me. I willingly lay it down. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. 
He emptied himself of what? Taking the form of a bond servant and being made in the likeness of man. Being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Wow, now listen to Lucifer. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will make myself like the most high. Wow. Yeah, good luck, yes. I want to photocopy that page. And I want each of us to spend every day for a few minutes and just read this and see what Jesus did for you. Wow. Jesus. I mean, you know what? There's debates. There will be debates. There have been debates. Okay, did, was Jesus, how much of his divinity did he exercise on earth and how much of a human was he on earth because he was a hundred percent human he's a hundred percent god and what did he expose on earth well how did he operate on earth oh why i'm just reading this he took off his divine garment <laughs> he took it off he folded it there was intention he folded and it laid it aside And he became a tabernacle for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and as we heard this morning, Pastor Nelson, let the Holy Spirit possess you. Because, wow, Jesus, he allowed the Holy Spirit to come and tabernacle. And it says the Holy Spirit drove him, pushed him. Now, all along, the Holy Spirit was revealing. But there was something about the Holy Spirit possessing Jesus and, and driving him. And, and he, Jesus even said, I, I don't do anything except what I see my Father doing. I don't say anything except what the Father says. And tell that, was, that was the Holy Spirit communing, tabernacling with Jesus. Here's the end product. Here's the end product. Philippians 2, verse 9. For this reason, God highly exalted Jesus and bestowed on Jesus the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven, on earth, under the earth. That's an amazing, what's under the earth? We're a ball. Antarctic? 
You figured that one out. The dead? <laughs> yes, I want them to figure it out. <laughs> and that, it, that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now listen to Lucifer's end. He says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Nevertheless, this is what God says, you will be thrust down to Sheol, to the recesses of the pit. Wow. That, what an amazing contrast there. I'm... One of the meetings I was in this week, it was a beautiful song. I quickly drotted down the, some of the course as much as I could, fast as I could. God thought you were worth saving. So he sent his only beloved begotten son to rescue you, to save you. God thought you were worth keeping. Not just rescuing. He, he kept you because he prized possession. So he put a spirit in you, cleaned you up because you're worth keeping. Amen. You're worth keeping. <laughs> Have you ever heard the expression, oh, that, that pie is to die for? But here, there. Jesus thought you were to die for. <laughs> that's how much of a treasure that's how much he cherishes you Jesus thought Jeff you're to die for Shauna you're to die for Bradley Veronica you're to die for that's, how, that's what he thought of you Alan Shirley, Jesus thought you were to die for. That's how amazing you are. Charlene, Adrian, Kirsten, Kyle, Ryan, Justin, Katie Grace, Brandon, yes. Brandon. He looked at that family and said, You're to die for. That's how much he loved you guys. That's what. You, why? Just because. Because he created you for his pleasure. He wants a relationship. He wants to fellowship. He wants to interact. He wants to have pleasure in you. So you're worth dying for. You are his treasure. And it says when Jesus died, the veil was ripped open. It says boulders were broken, just Heart. Graves were open. What a cataclysmic event. The way to God was opened up. And then on a day of Pentecost, it says, the, the just place shook. The sound of fire and wind. And if you look in the Old Testament, fire and wind was angelic activity. The heavens were open. And heavenly activity just came. Boom. Holy Spirit. Tabernacling with his prized possession. 
the one he stamped his image on. Jesus, when he was, when he was point of death, just his last breath, he said, it is finished. What, what's finished? I got my prize back. I got my pearl. The pearl that I was after. The pearl for thousands of years I've been wanting to get a hold of again. I got it. The price has been paid. My possession has been redeemed. <laughs> Full price paid. I got my treasure. What I've been pursuing. What I've been pursuing. I got it. I got it. And he looks at every one of us as you're my prized possession. I got it. And he loves it when we fellowship with him. He loves it when we take time to just talk with him back and forth. So this week, this week, take time. Take some time. The one, the one who, who took off. Thank you, honey. 30 copies. The one who, who unbuttoned his divine robe. So I'm laying this aside because I got a, a pearl to go after. Going treasure hunting. <laughs> the original treasure hunter. <laughs> the original treasure hunter. Jesus came. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Oh, let's just stand and say thank you, Jesus. Oh, last week as we were, I, I worship led, and then after, when Pastor Sean had come up to take communion, oh man, I, I had some tears in my eyes because when you think of what Jesus did for me, Wow. Oh, this morning, just close your eyes just for a moment. Just think about what Jesus did for you. Taking off his divine robe. Been born as a, as a baby. It's not figurative, it's reality. He grew up subject to, to all the conditions we are. He didn't have the easy road. The 30 years were a real 30 years. And it says he learned obedience by the things he suffered. It wasn't just an easy, happy-go-lucky kind of life. Then he gets baptized. <laughs> gets baptized Whew. Holy Spirit wow he begins revealing the Father's heart wow that's just another amazing wow seeing what the Father really thinks of you look read, read the Gospels and you see what the Father really thinks of you Everyone that came were healed. 
forgiven, saved, rescued. Wow, I, I was just thinking about it. I mean, he sees. This, this, this is humanity of Jesus. He comes to three days after Lazarus has died. They say, okay, sh he says, show me where you've laid him. And as a kid, this was the favorite scripture verse to memorize because it was, Jesus wept. Two words. But the emotion gripped him. As God, who sees all from the beginning to the end, I would imagine he would, should have stood there and said, guys, don't cry. Because in about five seconds, you're going to be amazed. But it says he wept. He was gripped in his humanity by the emotion of his friend. This was his friend who passed away. And being in that environment and setting with, with Mary, with Martha, says he wept, it just broke him because he was human. Okay, I just, oh, as I just read the Gospels over and over, just, I can just see Jesus, the man with the withered hand, just reach it out. Blinded eyes, go wash in the pool. The leopard, you're cleansed. I can just see the heart of God coming through him, but, but Jesus in his humanity, with compassion, with love. So I came to rescue this. As the life of Jesus on earth is coming to an end, we just see the weight the weight of what he's about to go through as he, he can barely walk. And he would fall to his knees in Gethsemane and blood would drip because of the anxiety, the pressure, the, the weight. The weight. And the beating, the bruising, the spitting, the punching. He went through it all because he said, there's, there's a pearl. I found the pearl. I'm willing to give up everything to pursue my treasure. Oh, let's just say thank this take. Let's just take 30 seconds. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Oh, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, that you would leave the throne of glory, put aside your divinity for me, your treasure, your treasure, so that I could be your tabernacle, that I could be your tabernacle, your dwelling place, a home for the presence of the Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let us walk out of here with, with a reality in our spirit, in our mind, our will, our emotions, a reality even in our, in our thinking, in our physical brain, the thought process, a reality of what you did for us because you treasured us. Because you treasured us. Let us walk. Let it not escape like the seed that is just thrown on the path. But let it find rich, good soil in us. And as we go through this week, let us, let us read your word. Your word of how precious we are to you. And how you pursued us. You pursued us. You pursued us. Oh, and let it birth a seed of pursuit in us. Let this word birth a seed of pursuit in us. Oh, I love you, Jesus, because you first loved me. Lord, I pursue you now because you first pursued me. You first pursued me, and now I set my heart on pursuing you with all that I am, all that I have. Ever, everything that I even hope to be is, is in pursuit of you, pursuit of you, pursuit of you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody said Oh, amen. Let God's word just burn in you this week. Let it burn in you like the heat of the sun. Let it burn in you this week. God bless you. God bless you.